Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just One More Level podcast. I am your co-host, John. And I'm Christian. And this week, we have played Five Nights at Freddy's 2 on the Nintendo Switch, for some reason. (laughs) I don't think it's really that much different from the PC version, as far as I'm aware. Granted, I I haven't really played them. You have much more experience with that than I do, but pretty sure it's the same, right? Uh, it's relatively the same, yeah. Um, there's button support, but I think there's button support on the PC version now, especially if you get it on Steam. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but um, it has a couple of cheats, kind of. A yes. couple of yeah. different game modes uh, that you can select right as you play the night. Um, there's Fast Nights. Uh, I think there's a cheat that lets you never run out of battery power for the yeah. flashlight. Um, things. Uh, there's a mini-map that you yeah. can... And those, populate yeah, in the corner it. that lets you know where the animatronics are um there's uh just just a couple of cool little things like that but um i guess we'll we'll start in with the with the game um the the uh gameplay itself is pretty similar of course to the original five nights at freddy's um you are in a pizzeria you have to survive from 12 a.m to 6 a.m and you have to stop the animatronics coming in to get you in various ways. The main differences are you don't have any doors that you can slam shut to protect you. Right. You have to instead stun the animatronics with your light or fool them by placing a Freddy Fazbear head on your own head and playing dead. Um, which is, uh, it, it's pretty fun and it's unique in, uh, in that aspect. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 1, I think. Other than four is the only game where you can actually close a door to stop them getting you. Um, even in Five Nights at Freddy's Four, I, I think stopping the door doesn't uh, closing the door doesn't always work. So Five Nights at Freddy's One is really unique in, in that you can actually stop them from getting into your room, even though it uses power and eventually the doors will fly open and they will get you. Um, it, it's unique in that way. So I think that Five Nights at Freddy's Two was kind of a perfect sequel. Uh, it really amped everything up in terms of kind of anxiety right. for me anyway, um, because there's no way to stop them. And at the time when it came out, that was really upping the f- uh, taking everything up a level by taking away the doors. You can't stop them from coming to get you. You have to use these new mechanics that we put in place to try to trick them uh, from from getting close to you. Um, I feel like this game has a detriment. It's not as user friendly. It, it's it's not as easy to get your head around how to keep them from getting at you. <laughs> or, or at See, least I think so. I almost disagree. Anybody any long-term viewers know that I Five Nights at Freddy's isn't really my kind of game from a gameplay perspective. Love the yeah. storytelling, it's got a nice atmosphere and all that, but from a gameplay perspective not really my kind of game. Five no. Nights at Freddy's 2, I feel I was able to pick up more easily. Now, maybe that's because I've played a little bit of Five Nights at Freddy's 1. I'm not sure. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the button support instead of having to use the mouse, although I'm very comfortable with mouse and keyboard, so I don't think that's what it was. But mm-hmm. for some reason, the the gameplay loop just made more sense to me in Five Nights okay. at Freddy's 2. And yeah. because of that, and a mix of that and the Fast Nights cheat, which I did put on after the first couple of nights, I admit, I was mm-hmm. able to actually get much farther in this game than I was the first one, and I actually enjoyed it a little bit more. Still not my style of game, but I did Mm -hmm. enjoy this one much more than Five Nights at Freddy's 1. I think the extra things to do was Mm -hmm. a nice inclusion, just it had more variety, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't as samey all the time, although towards like night 4-ish, I did get into 
kind of the same loop of things to do that seem to right. work fairly well. And I think that's just kind of how Five Nights games work, right? I, I Obviously, I've never played the other games, but I feel like yeah. all of them kind of have that thing where you just Pretty eventually much. you learn this is what you do and you just repeat these steps over and over and over again at the right times and yeah. you win kind of deal. And it, at, at that point, it becomes more about discovering what's going on um in the early games you have the calls from phone guy that kind of fill you in on the storyline of what's happening and then after he's done talking you just survive the night um but five nights at freddy's 2 added in a uh franchise staple that has since been a part of every game um it's uh death mini games Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was I, one I that, real nice addition. I, I've completely yeah. forgot about those. But yeah, and I know they hit a lot of secret Easter eggs and things in those yes. little mini games as, as well, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is great for the theory community, being able to theorize uh, what's going on in these games from those uh, little death mini games. Um, it had more secret pop-up villains. Um, mm-hmm. As the game goes on, the older animatronics from the first game make a reappearance, even though this game is supposed to be a prequel. Um and that that's not even hotly debated in the theory community. That's apparent in the game because the phone guy that's talking to you in the last night, he explains to you that you're not supposed to be there and there's been a mistake. Or I believe it's it maybe the sixth night, um, which is the bonus night. You're not supposed to be there and this is a mistake and he's uh, going to become the night guard after this. And that's where we find him in the first game where he meets his untimely doom in the right. fourth night call. <laughs> Um, so th- this game is definitely intended to be a prequel, but for some reason the animatronics from the first game are withered and missing pieces as they come and attack you in this one. So that's that's uh, that's an interesting and curious decision, but it's all part of world building. Um, like Matt Pat says, Scott Coffin, the creator of these, does not do anything by accident. <laughs> Everything is intentional in some way. He's trying to build a very deep and complicated and detailed lore with every entry into this franchise and every external spinoff as well. All of the books and uh, various media and down to the code and the posts that he puts on his own website. He tries to, to, to build parts of this universe, which is uh, commendable at the very least. You know, it the, makes me the, wonder, though, honestly, for the first couple of games, obviously, I feel mm-hmm. like he does that now. But yeah. for the first couple of games, I wonder how much of that was on purpose and how yeah. much of that was just... He saw the community piecing together all of these uh, little details that he added, not necessarily right. meaning to link things together, but he saw mm-hmm. how the community was running with it. And then he decided to then in the next game and book and et cetera, turn it mm-hmm. into this grand story. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah. Only Scott Cawthon really knows. But I could see that yeah. kind of being the story, right? Because from the get go, right. I don't think he expected the first game to blow up like it did so i don't think he thought that he was going to be making what six games now seven games now and and a whole line of books and even talks Mm -hmm. of like a tv show or movie or something like i don't think he expected all that so i wonder how much of this was all happy accident and how much of it was actual pre-planning regardless though like john said fantastic theory community for this game and still what i enjoy most about the series yeah yeah um as far as the mechanics go, the reason that I found uh, the second game's mechanics to be more challenging is because it doesn't feel as apparent. The instructions from the phone guy are very explicit in the first game. You know what you're supposed to do to the letter. 
You know, you're supposed to watch the cameras to see how close they are to you, and you're supposed to close your doors when they get there. You shine your light to see if they've gone, and you can open your doors back up for uh, the sake of conserving power. Right. But in the second game, the instructions feel a lot more vague. They he, he, he even says out loud, you can flash your light at them. Sometimes that makes them go away. We gave you a Freddy Fazbear mask. Um, try playing dead, see if that'll work. Maybe whatever comes into your room will just go back out. <laughs> and then there's the puppet, which has its own mechanic. You got to wind up the music box. Going into it first time without developing some kind of strategy beforehand, feels it feels very hectic. It feels like you got a lot going on and you're kind of stressed out trying to keep everything in balance. But when you get the hang of it and you start to realize how important things like audio cues mm. and where they are in relation to you, how often you need to flash your your light to make someone go away or change position. It all just kind of falls into a rhythm like you said eventually you just get into kind of a kind of a rhythm. I need to complete steps A, B and C in order to get through right. the night and things like that. But going into it first time, I remember it feeling very very hectic when I initially bought the game on PC and right. having it now on the Switch, I feel is so much better. Having button support and having hotkeys like having just a button to be able to flip the camera up and down and having a button to put on the mask. I feel like I'm personally able to flip the camera down and the mask on way faster than I could do it on the computer. It's just because of my, uh, I don't know what the word is, the um, my ability to, 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 to feel out where I'm about to click. Like I have to follow the mouse with my eyes. <laughs> to get it down to the bottom in order to click on the right thing. I don't really have like a uh, a muscle memory for being able to click at the right point on the screen. So ha- having right. that button support is is very nice. I very and obviously that's that. very subjective, but having yeah. having options is something we've talked about a lot and is objectively right. better in my opinion that you have these options. Um but for me, so I I actually beat this game and I did that yeah. using the, Props the Fast to you. Nights. <laughs> So, I mean, how much easier Fast Nights makes the game, I have no idea, because starting in night three or four, I did use that. But I was able Mm -hmm. to beat the game, and I found the reason for me that this game was so much easier was because of the mask mechanic. Because you can put on that mask, and that prevents, as far as I'm aware, that prevents you from being attacked by anybody except for the the red one, whatever its name is. Foxy. Uh, What is it? Foxy. Foxy, that's right. And then, is it Mangled? Is that the name of the other one? Yeah. The yeah. the the kind of looks like Foxy animatronic. But yeah. yeah. And those ones you just flash the flashlight at and then of course mm-hmm. you have the the music box one. So really for me mm-hmm. it just came down to a gameplay loop in the later nights of flashing the hallway, putting on the mask and then waiting a few seconds and then just repeating mm-hmm. that over and over again intermittently right. in between that winding up the music box. And that's pretty right. much all you have to do. You didn't really have to worry about the sides or anything like that all that much. Mm-hmm. or the keeping an eye on the cameras or anything you just had to wind up that music box and then as soon as you would close the camera put on your mask because there might be somebody already standing there ready to attack you but if you put your mask right. on quick enough they'll go away so as soon and as you I... close that put on your mask no matter what and then as soon as it seems safe flash the hallway a few times repeat right and that's why i found well, this one a little bit easier i feel like because yeah. you weren't limited by the amount of electricity you had you can just wear the mask constantly, and the only time you need to use your flashlight is to flash it a couple times down the hallway. Right. What I found out pretty quickly is 
it's important to wear your mask when something is right up at the end of your vent. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't remember knowing, like, initially. Like, I'm, I'm watching back the video footage right now, and I saw that you just found Chica in your left vent. She was, like, right at the edge of the vent. Yeah. You can see her in your room without looking at the camera. And yeah. I didn't know that putting the mask on in that circumstance would make her go away. <laughs> For some reason, I never put that together. But that's, like, it's just like in the first game. If something's at your door, you shut the door. And when you flash the light, you can see that they're still there. And you don't open the door again until they leave. Until they leave. So the, and the, the sound cues in this game the work way. very well in letting you know when something's coming up the vent or leaving the vent as well. The sound right. cues work. Yeah. are massively helpful in this game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I got a lot further on this game than I thought I ever would. Because uh, Five Nights 2 is notoriously the hardest one other than I... Five Nights 4. Would not have expected that. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I honestly had an easier time with this one than I did the first one. Again, yeah. a lot of that may come down to that cheat. I'm not going to yeah. say that yeah. I would have had as easy of a time without it because I don't know mm-hmm. how it affects the difficulty of the game. Yeah. All I know is generally, that it makes the nights quicker. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's it's considered the hardest one. Five Nights, five nights 3 is considered the easiest okay. um, because uh, there's only one animatronic in Five Nights 3. The rest are phantom animatronics that are just there for jump scares. Right. So you have to manage your um, ventilation systems and different things like that in order to um, circumvent those occurrences. Um, and then Five Nights 4 is considered pretty much tied for two with being with the most difficulty. difficult because gotcha. there's almost no visual cues. In Five Nights 4, it's almost all audio cue. Okay. Which is which is unique, and um, there's actually a mode if you beat the game called blackout mode because you can technically play the game blind. Oh, okay. Like Just you because can you can take so many audio cues. Yeah, I got right. you. So like the entire experience is com- completely black screen except for the jump scares. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's the only yeah. thing that's not definitely did not know so, that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's usually considered up there being the hardest, and I think that might be retrospective. Not, uh, excuse me, not retrospective. I think it might have been at the time. Like, when it came out, it was considered of the, like, original four that came out to be one of the hardest, and people remember it being that way because it was such a departure from the first one. Sure. So everybody got yeah. used to the mechanics of the first one, and then by the time the third one came out, they still weren't all the way used to the second one. <laughs> and the third one was yet another departure, but in a different direction. It was easier. Right. So people considered this one to be hard, and it just kind of got that label and stuck with it. But I think people just considered it to be harder because there is so much you have to balance. And this game's um, 20 mode, as it's called, the 2020-2020 mode yeah. at the end, which is, um, there's more than four animatronics in this game, so it's like six or seven 20s. Right, but, yeah. <laughs> um, For anybody who doesn't know, the each AI has difficulty settings ranging from, I think it's from zero to 20, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And yes. I think the game naturally never goes over 10 or 15 if Something I'm not like mistaken, yeah. but Even if you completely seven. beat the game, then it unlocks settings for custom nights. And mm-hmm. one of the options you can do is to max out the difficulty. And if I remember correctly from the little bit of trivia that I know about these games, originally mm-hmm. maxing out all the difficulties didn't do anything. It was just a fun challenge that people were doing online. Mm-hmm. And then Scott kind of got wind of people doing this crazy feat. And didn't he add some sort of extra lore if you beat all 20, yes. if you beat 20 mode? So usually if you that, beat if you beat all 20 mode in the first game, you get fired, I think, is the Easter egg that he put in. 
Okay. Um. So at the end of the uh, the the first game, uh, for anybody that beats it, you get your paycheck. If you make it yeah. through all five yeah. nights, you get your paycheck. And then there's a bonus sixth night where um you get your you get a bonus paycheck. You get an overtime paycheck. And then I think at the end of 2020-2020 mode, you get fired. You get served a pink slip. And I, I, it says something on it. It says something about smells. Oh, like you sure. You get fired for, yeah. for your odor or something like that. <laughs> um, so I think that was the Easter egg if you beat the maxed out difficulties. But yes, in the in the newest games, specifically the spinoff game Ultimate Custom Night, Mm-hmm. which is literally just a boss rush. It's just yeah. <laughs> challenge. You, you you just have a screen full of animatronics. I think there's 50 of them, and you can change the difficulties on all of them, as well as a few presets along the side. Like, you can click different options on the side to have different groups of animatronic. Right. Um, and only two or three people, to my knowledge, that are big on YouTube have ever beat that game's all-20 mode. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That's every- a lot to deal with it. From the sound yeah. of it, that game I've never seen any footage of, so I'm not sure how it plays yeah. out. But I mean, just mm-hmm. dealing with five or six animatronics is already pretty, pretty intense. Pretty yeah, so yeah. trying to deal with that many set to just ridiculously high AI settings. Yeah, no, that just yeah. <laughs> does not sound it, like you, a fun time. And it, it that that game too has it has fast nights just naturally. It's just set oh, to sure. fast nights. Yeah. So instead of each night being like a minute and a half or whatever it is, normally it's 45 seconds per hour um sorry not each night being a minute and a half each yeah. hour of the night <laughs> yeah. b- taking yeah, yeah, yeah. a minute and a half i think is standard and then 45 seconds is the fast night version it cuts it in half mm. um each yeah so each, each night is four minutes 45 i think that's how math works um <laughs> that's uh that, that that's how every night is on ultimate custom night right you get to you get to play fast nights because you would have to there's no way <laughs> Yeah, you'd be able to survive. I say there's no way, and then if there comes out a mode where you're able to experience a standard night, someone would beat it. Someone, somewhere, eventually. someone would yeah. gain the muscle memory necessary. But <laughs> there, there again, Ultimate Custom Nights has hotkey on the keyboard for your for your different functions that right. you can do. Like there, I'm sure we'll get to that game eventually. From the yeah. from the way we're going, every few months it seems like we're playing a Five Nights game. So eventually, right. I'm sure we'll get there and cover that one as well. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully the new one, whenever it comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'd love to play that one because that looks like the biggest departure in the series so it far. It really does, S- yeah. It really Sister does. It location. looks like it's going to be more of a traditional game, not so much just right. sit in one location, but more you being yeah. able to move around and interact with objects and things like that. So that should, yeah. that should really be interesting. Sister but, Location uh, was kind of the first step in that direction, which is mm-hmm. um, on the collection that I have. I bought a collection for the, the Switch that just came out. Right. That is the first five main entry titles. And then there is um, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted, which is its own thing you can buy. Um, right. That was... Re- if you don't already own the game, it's a title. pretty good deal too. I was I was considering yeah. whether to pick that up or to finish the collection on Steam, and ended mm-hmm. up deciding to finish the collection on Steam. But that's only because I already own the first game on Steam. Otherwise, it's actually a really good deal. It's what like thirty ish dollars, give 30, or take thirty three, something like that for the first right. five entries. Yeah, yeah, for and five like games. Saying, yeah, that's not bad. Um, if you're new to this or you're looking to pick it up again, I would definitely recommend going the Switch route for the same reason that we recommended playing Metroid on the Switch. Like just the functionality of having those cheats right there. You can do a fast night. You can do um, no. You can do it where you won't lose power just so you can kind of get some practice and get kind of good at the game. 
Right. And then you can go back and turn those things off. And having the functionality of buttons and hotkeys is a game changer for me. Because, I, I, you know, Christian, he's he said plenty of times that he's comfortable with the keyboard and mouse. He's been playing games on a computer for a long time. I'm kind of new to playing games on a computer. I'm not. I'm used to having a controller in my hand. I'm not used to using keyboard and mouse to do everything. So having a controller in my hand and being able to play Five Nights at Freddy's was for me a game changer. I really, right. really enjoyed having that option. You know, so yeah. I, I highly recommend picking up the Switch copy if anybody wants to, or on any console. Uh, they put out that copy for PS4, Xbox, um, PS5, and you know the the new gen consoles too. All the consoles. <laughs> Um, it's out on mobile. If you want to play it on mobile, Five Nights at Freddy's Two is everywhere, guys. Pick up a copy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, all the Five Nights games are all over the yeah. place. So just yeah, if you're at all interested in the lore or the mm-hmm. the gameplay, then yeah, pick up a copy. Just Helps being a part of Scott. the experience. Yeah, yeah, and he, he deserves it too. Did you hear about his most recent thing where he's uh, trying to give back to the community? Yeah, um, so some... it's a it's a really interesting program. It's something similar to what a lot of other companies have done, except. Mm-hmm. he's doing it in a in a better way right he's yeah. not taking what people have done for himself so much as yeah. helping to build what other people have done into part of his brand but he's not like taking it from them at least yeah. so yeah because something that's special about five nights at freddy's that we talked about a little bit in our first episode is the fan-made community uh yeah. everything from uh fan fan-made art to fanfic to mm-hmm. fan-made games that's the big thing a lot of people came out with a lot of copycat games although it's kind of diminutive to call them copycat games because most some of them feel very fleshed out in their own rights yeah like honestly, five yeah. nights at candies and joy of creation and one night at flumpties <laughs> <laughs> which yep. are um the three i believe that he's providing funding to for them to make more fully fleshed out versions of their fan-made projects um which I, I thought was amazing. Uh, it's very unique, and it shows a lot of humility on his part because a lot of people, even indie developers that kind of make it big, get really obsessive over protecting their brand and their IP. They don't want anyone stepping on their toes, and they want to get all the profit from it, but Scott is being very generous in that way. Uh, he's giving each of them some sum of cash to develop their projects further, yeah. which I think is fantastic. And um, hopefully at some point they see... Um, just as big a release so they can really get out there because uh, quality games honestly um i think one night at flumpties is the only one that doesn't try to tie itself into five nights at freddy's at all i think five nights at candies tries to develop a continuity in some aspect it uh brands itself as kind of a sister location of freddy fazbear's sure. i think the puppet is involved somehow and if if you're part of the theory community, you know that the puppet is important. It's very important. It kind of ties everything together eventually. Um, and, uh, of course, the Joy of Creation literally uses the uh, FNAF animatronics as characters. Um, it's just very a very different experience. <laughs> it's a first-person horror experience in the Unreal 4 engine. So it's very, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Right. But anyway, would I play <laughs> just one more night? Of Five Nights at Freddy's 2, yes, especially on the Switch. I'm looking forward to finally having beaten a FNAF game. I don't think I've ever beaten a FNAF game, except for Pizzeria Simulator, which I still didn't really beat. I only got one of the badges on that, because there's several different ways you can play that game, and you can play it without having to do any traditional Five Nights at Freddy's things. You can just toss all the animatronics out into the scrap pile. (laughs) 
and not have to face the Knights. So I don't really count that. I think it would be great <laughs> to finally beat one of the FNAF games, if not the first five. That would be great. A great experience to actually go through. Sure. Um, so I would definitely play just one more night. Uh, what about you? Probably not. I mean, it's one, as I've mentioned, it's not my style of gameplay. It's just not the right. sort of thing I, I particularly enjoy playing. And I've mm-hmm. beaten the game. Granted, it was with cheats, but right. I, I've, I've at least gotten through the game. I've played through it. I don't feel the need to play through it again. Uh, if I did, I would probably it would probably be to try and do it without the the fast night cheat that I use. Um, but yeah, it's just not my style of game. You know, it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with the game. I don't want to discourage anybody else from picking it up. Just not for me. That's all. Right. Well, that is everything that we have for Five Nights at Freddy's 2 for this week. Um, right. As we mentioned in the last episode, this is kind of a midweek episode so that we can get back on track from having a week off. Um, what are we playing next week, Christian? Yeah, next week we're pay- playing, I don't know how to pronounce it, if it's Chasm or, or Chasm. It's another smaller indie game sort of thing. It's uh, okay. It was published by Discord Games, developed and made by Discord Games back when they were still huh. doing that sort of stuff. So okay. the, the chat software Discord. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's out on Nintendo Switch, PC, PlayStation 4, all the, all, the, all the things you would expect. And it looked very interesting. So it's something else I wanted to try. Not only just because okay. I wanted to try it, it looks cool, but just to get it out there a little bit more if it ends up being any good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. So that'll be an interesting experience. But yeah. until that time, uh, Christian, where can we find you? Yeah. So hopefully at this point, I'm back active on Twitch and YouTube and things like that. If not, then hopefully really soon. But you can find me, it, like I said, Twitch and YouTube doing what What do I call it? Challenge runs of Fallout and Elder Scrolls games are kind of the main thing, yeah. as well as, of course, on our website, justonemorepodcasts.com, where I mm-hmm. do uh, Here's What I Thought About, which is kind of uh, written reviews of video games and the RimWorld stories or RimWorld Diaries, sorry, which is just a series of short stories on there. Uh, Jonathan, mm-hmm. how about you, though, man? What have you got going on? Where can we find you? I am on YouTube and Twitch as the Doris Man. Um, by this time, I will have uploaded a little video of uh, kind of a pixel art diary, something I've done in the past. But in the future, I hope to be uploading some more gameplay stuff, uh, possibly some Minecraft-related stuff. Uh, Christian and I are on a server together now, so um, hopefully some stuff like that will be coming your way in the future. Um, as well as I hope to be getting back into streaming a little bit. I hope to finish playing Silent Hill. <laughs> so you guys can look forward to that on my YouTube channel. That's The Dorse Man. Um, you can also find me on all the socials as The Dorse Man, Instagram, Twitter. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group for Just One More Podcasts. That's where we post all of the updates for the podcast Just One More Level, as well as videos and related things from our own personal endeavors and links to the website and updates as to when we're going to be streaming these episodes and things like that. So uh, feel free to check it out and send a request to join. We'd love to have you. But until next time, we would love to thank everybody so much for tuning in on your podcast service of choice or for watching the videos. Uh, You don't have to, but you do. And we very much appreciate it. So thank you. We really do. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.